There we go. Like Dave said in the intro, give it up for Garrett and Dave. Uh, thank you, everybody, for coming here. We appreciate it. Um, it's great to be here in Canberra. Stop it, sir. You're listening to the dollop. Uh, we have a third chair, which means we must have a guest. Uh, we are very excited to have this uh, gentleman here tonight. He is uh, a Logie winner, which we hear is very big. Um, we don't have Logies in America. We have the Oscars. And uh, he's also uh, the weight loss champion of Australia. He's the Sri Lankan sweet laugh. Give it up. For Dil Rook Singh! Let him hear it, everybody. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I love how you, you started my last name and then bailed. I, yeah, fuck that. I've, yeah. Jaya Singh? Will you try and say it? Yeah, you give it a whirl. I, I can't. That's what I got him to say. Yeah. <laughs> I also enjoyed how Logie got less of an applause than weight loss. That's how... My reputation in the podcasting world is like, yeah, 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 we get it, it was. But fuck, you stopped eating KFC for breakfast. Well done. That's, that's quite an achievement. Were you eating KFC for breakfast? I've dabbled. I... <laughs> 1780! <laughs> that is, I think, the loudest and quietest people have gotten at one of these shows. Yeah, that was quick. That was just like an orchestra directed it. Uh, just a heads up for any Aboriginal listeners turning in, tuning into this dollop uh, that I'll probably be mentioning the names of some deceased Aboriginal people. I can yep. hear an email from an American. Uh, and then, yeah, and then an American will complain. Mm. William Buckley was born in 1780 in... So, there's booze already. Did he get booed? William Buckley, yeah. In 1780 in Macclesfield, England. He learned to read in, high, in night school and became a bricklayer's apprentice at 15. How are you spelling night? Uh, well, and, and no, he's not one of those. He's N not N of the round table. N-I-G-H, yeah. no right. K. Jousting. Yeah. God, yeah. if they had a night school, though, <laughs> for actual fucking nights. Yeah, and they did it at night. That's night night school. Ooh. There's a place in Ballarat that does reenactments of uh, called Cryo Castle, where you have to train to become a knight. Yeah, big fan. One of them, apparently. Yeah. So that not was not the school. identify themselves. No. My uncle died at one of those. He had it coming. He didn't wear his helmet. Yeah. You know the rules. Yeah. His name was his his name was No Helmet Anthony. What was he gonna do? That was his nickname. Go That's against what the his people God -given cheered. Name. No No Helmet Anthony, and then joust right in the fucking oh. head. Yeah. My name is Dilrup Breakfast KFC Jai Singer. So yeah. some of us have to make changes as the times change. Yeah. Your uncle eventually wears a helmet, and Dill now eats bacon and salmon. <laughs> Monster. William Buckley grew to be between six foot six and six feet eight inches. Wow, that's big. Were people between? smaller? Yeah, yeah. At the average, at the average, uh, the average height of an Englishman at that time was five three. That oh, is wow. amazing. So he was just Ooh, like walking through town, like, "Excuse me, out of the way, I've got something I desire." 
You're too big for this town, sir. Well, I like that it's in between six and uh, six, six and six, eight. Yeah, he they just weren't... changed like with like the waves. Well, he's six, seven with uh, out heels. Yeah, right. So he's. I think they weren't sure at the time. Basically. They were. What? They weren't sure. Yeah, they. Yeah, they yeah. You know. Well, because everyone's so tiny, they had to get on each other's shoulders <laughs> like kids in a trench coat in a cartoon yeah. to figure out how tall he was. That's right. And he was just throwing them. He'd pick up an Englishman and throw them. No. They didn't have rulers that went that high back then. They had to just <laughs> estimate it from a No, the distance. rulers were different. They were awful. Uh, so he's a giant. Uh, at 19, he, he listed in the army. <laughs> they were like, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, Terminator. You may join. The French! Yeah. <laughs> so uh, six, week, six, six weeks later, he was fighting in Holland against the French. His regiment suffered heavy losses, and William was shot in the right hand. Oh, yeah. I'd imagine that he'd be easy to shoot. I mean, he was, like, for sh- enormous. The fact that they got his hand, that's, that's the best part. Like, he's such a clear target in his head. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He probably tried to grab it. He's such a giant. Full of that giant confidence. He's drunk on giant juice. Keep going, David. Back in England, he uh, soured on military life and started hanging out with a bad crowd who, quote, led me into scenes of irregularity and riotous dissipation. That's why you stopped drinking. I don't know what riotous dissipation means. I mean, I know riotous, but what does dissipation mean? By the way, there's going to be a lot of stop starts because English is my second language. Go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> do it in Sri Lankan. This is finally a biracial podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what you always wanted, Dave. <laughs> yeah, Dave's dreams finally come true. A bi-weekly biracial podcast. So, <laughs> Bilingual, too, if you could... I'll look it up because it uh, overindulgence in sensual pleasures. Ooh, oh, I've yeah. been there. So there's a lot of, lot of coming. We're back at KFC again. No, 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 no. That's that's Dill's erotic fantasy at this point. Sorry, Just I blacked you out and there me. for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just well, you and the Colonel. It's finger licking good, baby. Oh Jesus. Sorry, what? What, what is I want to leave now? <laughs> That's what. The, uh, so uh, so the, the, the group was receiving stolen goods. So they're getting stolen goods. He didn't know. He was handed a piece of cloth one day by someone to carry across town to someone else. And the, the cops grabbed him. A, the, a cloth stop? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they had cloth stops. <laughs> We've real. I mean, this is so English. But they're just trying to—they're just trying to get rid of all the fucking poor, put them on boats, and send them away. So, like, j- it's just like, hey, do you have a sheet? You're in—you're in prison. Like, they right. were just right. Like they—they they were they would they would give someone a handkerchief and then have them arrested. Like it was a fucking. It's a setup. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so he's he's fucked. He uh, he's arrested. Uh, spent six months six months in a prison gang. Then he uh, was off on the ship Calcutta to a new penal colony being founded in New Holland. Where? Sure. Was there an old Holland at the time? Yeah, the, was the original the one. The one Holland. in Europe. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Wasn't sure if it was sort of, you know, getting ahead of the curve. It's like New York. There used to be a York. Yeah. There's still a York. Oh, I don't that? count that one anymore. Not after what they did. Which the New Yorkers did or the old Yorkers did? I don't think he wants to get into it no, right now, it's... Dave. It seems a little sensitive for Dill. I think it's I'm nice. I'm just going to yeah. sweep this. Yeah, yeah. Let him bubble up. Uh, 
uh, he, he, since he knew Brick Lang, he was very valued, uh, so they, they put him on the ship. The Calcutta carried 307 convicts and Lieutenant Governor of the new colony, David Collins. Okay. Collins. Uh, it landed in late 1803, 600 miles from the nearest settlement of Sydney. Okay. Uh, Which is New South Wales. Right. New. Yeah, right. Because, because South the South Wales, Wales was already Wales. Had, Exactly. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Same with Holland. This is, thank you. Exactly. Um, they picked that site because they, it was so f- fucked up. They were like, no one can escape from here. So Collins did not like the site. Collins was not down with it. Uh, and he was also offered a bonus to move. So the deal was, if he couldn't make it work at Port Phillip, he would get a bonus to go to Tasmania. So they, like, set him up to make it not work. Like, if he, if he fucked up at this new colony then he would get more money to go somewhere else. Right. So the so, idea is that you intentionally fuck up this new colony and then you go somewhere else for well, more money? I think their, their thinking was, well, if it fucks up, then, we'll, then he'll still go somewhere else and do another one and we'll right. pay him more money to do that. But I don't think they realized they were making it so that he would make it fail. And then yeah, they're incentivizing, else. yeah. They're yeah. incentivizing failure, which right. doesn't happen anymore. N- not yeah, in, not, not at, at all. No, no. Absolutely not. No, Why I would you do that? Well, it wouldn't make no sense. I mean, unless you made a lot of money, but nobody would mm. not have that sort of character to, no, no, to no allow that. that. No. <laughs> <sighs> so, oddly, the colony quickly started to fall apart. Weird. Yeah. Mor- morale's very low. Uh, there were a few escape attempts, but they all were captured. Each one got a lashing. After three months, William Buckley decided he was going to run for it. He said, quote, the attempt was little short of madness. Well, short shouldn't be a word he's using. Yeah. Everything's a little short for that him. That is appropriating yeah. height. Yeah. Everything is short to him. Yeah. But he's very impatient. He doesn't want to be here anymore. So three other convicts and him make a break for it the day after Christmas. They had a rifle, some food, and an iron kettle. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, you know, like, like Iron Man did. Sure, yeah. When he created his weapon, <laughs> a gun, some food, and a kettle. Is there a better guy to run away with, though, than somebody who's, like, a foot and a half taller than you? You're like, yeah, buddy, yeah. Hopefully they don't shoot us, you dumb asshole. <laughs> don't mind me. This is just my pole that yeah. I carry around with me everywhere. You know, would you carry me on the front of your chest like a beyond? Is that possible? I want to see that movie. <laughs> so a guard saw them running. He, he shot, and he hit the last guy in the group. The other oh, I never saw this coming! <laughs> Uh, the others kept running. They ran uh, for about four hours straight before they stopped. Again, you'd be pretty gutted if you're the one who got shot when there's this six-foot-six guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's the target. No. His last words were, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> what were the odds? <laughs> uh, the next day, they saw an Aboriginal tribe, and William fired his rifle into the air and scared them off. Uh, then they uh, threw out the iron kettle because they realized there was no reason to have an iron kettle out. <laughs> In the How middle did, of nowhere. <laughs> they are English. Well, they struggle to make tea the next day, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sure. really yeah. puts you in a bad mood well, if you don't have get any the... tea or water, but yeah. still. Well, I just love the idea that they're escaping, and they're like, well, what, let's bring this in case we well, hit all that wild bring, tea. If we're going to bring the kettle, should we bring some sauces? <laughs> Couple cups, make a thing of it, yeah? Some doilies. Well, hold on. Why don't we leave tomorrow? We can load up on some pastries, make a nice Sunday afternoon after. You know what I mean? Do it right. Do it classy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we've got the sauces, we've got the cups, we've got the tea. Sugar cubes. Yeah, we'll put the sugar cubes in it, yeah? 
Right, got all that, yeah. Biscuits. Sp- yeah, biscuit, absolutely biscuit. Right, all right, we're going to need to leave it about a week, week and a half, I think. We might need to add some more men, because we'll need a table. We don't want to be sitting out there like bloody savages, do we? No, no, absolutely not. No, we've got more look proper. So we'll get a kettle, we'll get a pot, obviously yeah. stew the tea a little bit, you know, yeah. make it steep, right? Steep the tea, yeah. and then we want enough cups, and then we'll have enough for a bit of a shindig, yeah. Yes, questions, yes. Hello, governor! No, you're absolutely <laughs> undercover... Undercover, not one of us at all. No doubt in my mind. Where in, England, where in England are you from then, mate? Hello? No, not a place. How are you? I, I don't think that one's all right. I don't think he's fine, is he? No. no. Although he did say, are you all right, which I've never heard him say before. From Bristol. <laughs> Hello? New or old Bristol? <laughs> Bristol. This- I think we've got a rat, but I think we take him. He's, seen, he's an extra set of hands for spoons. Yeah. 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 Cadbury. All right. I mean, I'm really starting to doubt you a bit now because, like, you're, you're pushing it, you are. Yeah, you what, are. You're pushing yeah. it. But, but what, like, what are your thoughts on cricket? Yeah, what do you think about cricket, then? Hello, governor. <laughs> it's fucking shit, mate. Like footy. Like footy. Like footy. Were you, you from the book of stereotypes? Bloody <laughs> nightmare. It's like a keychain that has like six, noises that you just six click catchphrases on. from the Hello, Governor. Well, that works. Footy. Uh, okay. <laughs> I like cricket. Okay. Mm. And then the other three are just the same one again. Yeah. Well, that's not good. It's malfunctioning. <laughs> we got him wet. So they threw out the cat. No, 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 no. <laughs> regular, regular voice. Out of character, and I'm air quoting. Realising it was pointless. <laughs> they camped about 20 miles. <laughs> he's done. He, oh, he's he's stuck in a loop. He doesn't, he doesn't want to do it. He's How, just, long, he's... how long would you sit here if I did that? <laughs> I, I had oh, about I mean, four oh, more very, seconds. Very Till December. I had four more seconds. They camped about 20 miles outside of what is now a Melbourne... And finished off their food. Then they realized they had not planned the food thing well. Oh, no, they left the kettle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they're out of food. Um, At a beach, they found shellfish and fresh water. Um, They had had a fire somehow, uh, and they stayed for several days. So the shellfish uh, turned out to be, quote, uh, not great. That's not good. (laughs) For, For this time, not great is really bad. It affected us all very severely. Uh, we know what that means. So I just picture guys running and shitting on a beach. Yeah. And rubbing their asses on the sand. Mm. I don't know if we need to get that deep into it. I mean, obviously, I don't think we, we don't want to picture that's... human dogs scooting on the grass. Well, that's the... I think I've got worms. Hello, that's the... No, no, no. Don't help. Don't help. I cannot be flanked by this There's behavior. There's something in me bone. No. Hello, no. governor. No, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I got something in me, Bob. Oh, no. oh, 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 something in me, my Bob. We, we've had terrible shellfish. They're becoming stereotypes with leaky bottoms. Footy. No, no, no. He's saying, oh, God. Biscuits. Oh, God. He's, uh, Bangers and mash. Oh, they're learning more. <laughs> they're becoming higher intellectuals. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> this is not artificial intelligence, it's stereotypical intelligence. <laughs> Just as bloody dangerous it is. 
after six days, oh my god, William's companions had had enough. They were. Did near they keep s- eating the shellfish for the yeah, six days? Yeah, I mean, uh, is it like a buffet? I think at some point you stop when that much shitting happens. Um, they're near starvation, and the other two decided to head back. I mean, if you're near starvation and there's shellfish around, you're like, mm. maybe that's good. Mm. Let's try one more round. Nope, no, still bad. Uh, still bad, Branson. So William refused to go back, quote, being determined to ensure every kind of suffering rather than again surrender my liberty. Okay. Mm. I mean, really, he stole a piece of cloth. Yeah. 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 So now he's here eating poisonous, rancid shellfish while his friends are all leaking. And he's like, I won't go back. I was going to give a guy cloth. Seems a little bullshit. Plus, he's got huh. a bullet wound in his hand as well. Like, yeah. he's been through a lot. Yeah. Well, good thing he had that cloth, though. Yeah. Cover that up real easy. But right now, he's the only giant in Australia. He was the Jordan of our time. Yeah. The other guys took the rifle and left. Uh, so William slept in brush uh, on the beach. He's freezing at night. He couldn't catch any animals. Uh, and then he had a fire stick, which went out when he tried to cross a river. So now the shellfish... Is this one... Water and what? fire were discovered to not be <laughs> friends. So he's got a list yeah, yeah. on shellfish bad, yeah. fire underwater, no good. Yeah. Should have kept the rifle. Check. Dear journal, I found something terrible out about water and fire today. Yeah. The rumors were true. The two will not sustain. Uh, so uh, now he can't eat the shellfish because just you can't cook them. It's horrifying. Um, hard to find fresh water. After three days, he was pretty sure he was going to die. Then he found an abandoned Aboriginal fire, and he got a new fire stick. Okay. Fucking shit's, shit's back. He could eat shellfish again. Uh, with food and water, he slowly recovered and figured he could live here for a few months. Okay. See, the sentence, he can eat shellfish again, like... Didn't he just shit himself for six days straight? And yeah, then yeah, he's gone, but, but those oysters, or oh, love me yabbies. Eventually, you, it, after you shit long enough, it, it, I think it... Craig, you're an expert on this. After, well, after a couple weeks of diarrhea, it just kind of gives up, right? The I, diarrhea? I, <laughs> yeah. I am going to flag, though, the person who says that they eat salmon and bacon coming off of KFC <laughs> complaining about the dietary restrictions of this gentleman. <laughs> He just kept eating the bad shit? <laughs> I'll have KFC for breakfast. Thank you so much. Yeah. Can't believe this guy. Huh? I'll have another bucket. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's literally <laughs> eating, even with all the diarrhea, he's eating better than you are. <laughs> than you drunk, he's still eating better. Uh, so he recovers. <laughs> figures he can live there for a few months. Uh, he had a new problem, though. Sores. Oh, Jesus, that's mm. not what anyone wanted to hear after that colon. Yeah. Crab, sure. <laughs> Quote, I had occasion sword and painful eruptions to break out all over my body so as to make walking very difficult and painful. Oh, mm. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's when you just want to kill yourself, when you're covered in sores. No, but, you know, cloth, though. I'm yeah. not going back, man. Yeah, yeah I still Can't go back. Uh, even though the new spot had everything he needed, including a plant that tasted like watermelon. <laughs> Was it watermelon? <laughs> <laughs> the only way to find out is to put fire in it. Yes. <laughs> water. Uh, this thing tastes like watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he became very lonely. 
he had the odd run in with a th- an odd run in with three Aboriginal men who uh, came up and they they pounded their chest and then they pounded his chest. He was like, "It's so good to talk again. <laughs> I'm so lonely over here." And then they wanted him to come with them. They signaled they wanted him to come with, and he was scared uh, to go with them, uh, but afraid if he didn't that they'd do something. So uh, he walked for, with them for a little while, and then he somehow explained to them he wanted to go back. It's uh, a lot of chest tapping. <laughs> I will go this I way. I know. I understand, but I'm saying so no he's... for me. <laughs> no. Okay, yeah, let's keep going. They are very good salesmen. Really sweet-talked my it's chest. Sweet, but no, I want to I stop walking. Cut off head. <laughs> no, 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 no. Cut his head off. Uh, so they, they said go back, uh, however they said it, go back and wait for, wait for them, but then they never <laughs> returned. Well, they got lost on the way back, and then they had to set up camp somewhere else. So they might have come back, but just not found them. Okay. Um, he eventually, uh, after just being out there for so long, decided to go back to the penal colony. He's like, fuck, I, I can't wow. do this. So he goes down there, but of course, Colin's plan was to fucking fuck Ruin that it. shit up and bail, so right. it was gone. They were already gone. They had already gone to Tasmania. And this whole time, he's on, like, a sore walk? He's... Yeah, I mean, that's what they called it back then, a sore yeah. walk. Yeah. So it made it difficult for him to walk. So was it on his feet, or is it, like, more like a chafing issue where there's a sores between his thighs? <laughs> How about this? Where aren't the sores? Let's start there. Yeah, yeah no, I think, I think he's got sores all over. Okay. I, I between the f- butt cheeks? Yeah, I think... <laughs> that would make it hard to walk. I don't know why... Well, if you say between the butt cheeks, I'm thinking I'm way past walking at that point. I'm, now I'm yeah. back to shellfish and yeah. very yeah. upset. That's what happens when you rub your sand, bump in the sand for so long. <laughs> you, know, you just cartwheel stand. back. Yeah. I don't like any of your questions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so now he's officially marooned. Like there's no chance of... He could walk to Sydney, but it's like, what, 600 miles away or something. Mm. So, uh, near there, he found, and he's walking back from uh, Port Phillip, and he sees a mound, and there's a, there's a spear in it, so he picks it up, and he's like, oh, I got a fucking spear. Well, finally! Yeah. And he, he starts using it as a walking stick. Okay. And then one day, uh, soon after that, two Aboriginal couples approached. Okay. They started Uh-oh. doing the hitting. Swingers? Yeah. Feels like it. Yeah. This is the Five first. I'm getting right away. Yeah, the spears is... were the keys of the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, all you... right. We all pass around the spear, and then, oh, boy, I got the big tall drink of water over here. Hello. <laughs> I'm going to put this fire out. <laughs> you big all over? <laughs> is everything in proportion? <laughs> uh, so they did the hit the chest thing, and then they hit his chest. And then they took him to their shelter and fed him. Okay. Um, and they called him Marin Gurk. Which means full of sores. <laughs> full of sores. Yes. Now they believed, after death, that they would return as white men. Wow. In, in many Aboriginal cultures across Australia, people died, and their mortuary practice involved smoking the body above a fire on a platform. Yeah. So someone would die, they'd build a platform... A pie, they'd smoke. So, and that... I assume it had something to do with spirits or, okay. or something of that nature. Right. Well, I certainly hope I come back as a white man, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let us smoke you. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You already did. <laughs> Wasn't... No, um, that was not for... You don't do that with every guest? <laughs> oh. 
Okay, well, obviously this will be edited out, so nobody <laughs> needs to worry about this. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, we all learned something today. Uh. <laughs> I was... I was preparing this, so... Oh. Um... So, while they smoked the body, the color of their skin would turn pale due to the smoking mm. process. Okay. So, they, would, they believed that after that, the spirits would then leave and they would head in the direction of Tasmania. So, when white guys, guys started showing up on ships oh, no. from that direction, no. logically, it makes sense that the spirit has returned. It's right. also the white guy. worst. And they're pale as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. All the like, worst oh. switcheroo ever. You're like, my friend. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> you're back, but you're a fucking dick. Yeah. I think we overcooked him. That's our problem. <laughs> we made him an asshole. Too white, if you ask me. These gentlemen are far too white. <laughs> um, sometimes they would kill uh, the white men appeared because they thought they were from enemy tribes. Okay. So sometimes you show up and you can't catch a break. Uh, Marn Gurk had recently been killed, and now a white guy shows up carrying Marn Gurk's spear. Oh, oh no. What? And Marin Gurk was also a really tall dude. Oh, oh my what God. are the chances the odds, <laughs> that the one tall Aboriginal man's spear gets yeah. picked up by the one tall white man's spear? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, then they oh. look at him and it's like his skin is still adjusting. He's covered in sores, but he will soon <laughs> fully be white. <laughs> Meanwhile, this guy's like, oh, all right, a bit of food. Yeah, don't mind if I do. Don't mind if I bloody do. All right, yeah, whatever you want to call me. I'm fine, yeah. <laughs> So they think that Martin Gurk has been reincarnated, uh, and he thought they were going to kill him. So they're on different wavelengths. So got a different. It's, it's really hard to translate reincarnation through chest pumping. You know what I mean? That's a, <laughs> that's that's a right. tough one to sell. Yeah, heartburn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> rising up. Yeah, through my chest. Yeah. All right. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. All right. I don't like the vibe right now. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, fuck <laughs> Got any tea? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they they bring him to uh, their camp. Uh, quote: One holding my hand and the other holding the other hand. So Aww. very <laughs> sort of. It's nice. Yeah, BFF it is like a swinger. Right it is like a swinger's body. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, if you're him, you're like, oh no, yeah, absolutely. Hold both your bloody but, hands. I mean. Like, holding hands is pretty weird with another adult. If you just meet someone out in the wild, and they're like, come on, let's hold hands. You're like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. Like, it had to have been the weirdest. Oh, yeah. Especially for an English person. But if you also think you're going to get killed, you're like, I will do anything yeah. you want to do. You want PDA? You got it, my friends. You are going <laughs> to, let's kiss. I don't give a shit. I don't draw lines. I'll do whatever. Can I hold your hand? No. See? It's yeah. not that weird. It is weird. Sorry. No, no. It's, <laughs> it's only weird if we Let don't go. do it for the rest of the Let, show, Dill. Please. Then it's weird. Until then, motherfucker. I... Mm. I have underestimated your yes and skills. <laughs> You're taking this to Under, end. Underestimated his what? 
<laughs> we should start doing that. Good. Make that. Just hold hands. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think he's out. I want to yeah. go. I want to go home. Uh, not, not, not Melbourne, Sri Lanka. <laughs> it's early. Um, so they gave him food and water at the camp. Quote, then they all sat down, and a general howling was set up around me. That's the, not an army military officer, is it? Hello, I'm General Howling. <laughs> you'll all listen to what I say, and you'll get through this alive. The women crying and sobbing and tearing their faces with their nails. So his... Wait, what? He, a token of excessive grief. Oh. So they're and doing he's this, just like... Yeah, he doesn't. He's like, right. he, yeah, he's like, they're. I weird. should go back to my lonely mound. Does he think it's like an homage to his sores on his <laughs> legs? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is to lament the suffering he had gone through. So they're. Oh, it's, it's sympathy pains. Yeah. yeah, but he has no clue what's going on. He he's like, no oh, they're ripping their faces off. Okay. He has no fucking clue. He just knows it's super violent, and quote, they ended up bloody, bruised, and burnt. Jesus Fuck. Christ. So. He's like, you guys... Party differently. Yeah, you're different. <laughs> I party a little differently than you guys party. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, so they gave me this handkerchief. <clears throat> anyway, you guys can go back to what you're doing. <laughs> All right, sure. Okay. And then he wrote a script for a John Travolta Nicolas Cage movie. It was... <laughs> he didn't know where he got it from. This guy's like, too soon, man. <laughs> Mate, don't pick on face off, mate. <laughs> John was a fucking genius, a mate. Bloody documentary, as far as I'm concerned. Face on. Face off. Is that guy with Packers? You're such a oh, kiss ass. Oh, you're awesome, sir. Such a. Do you want to sit in ass. on the show? No. Get up here. Sit on my lap. The next, the next day, <laughs> the next day, William was taken to meet the rest. Uh, uh, of the tribe, or, or more people in the tribe. The Water Wong is what their name is. The, the, water Wong. At, are they, is, to say, Water Wong. Okay. Do you have any idea? Like, he's just worried, right? Or is he starting to feel comfortable? He's a little scared they're going to eat him. But at this point, he's sort of like, okay, this is going pretty he, well. No, he's pretty... He, he, he realizes it's going well, but he's still like... He this, still thinks he's going to get killed. Right, okay. Kind of like me right now on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> just Just go with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a ceremony uh, was held around a fire, which is known as a corrobory. Corrobory? Corrobory? Corrobory. Fuck, you got the wrong guest for this episode. <laughs> Someone who has only been in the country 14 years. <laughs> All right, I'll try my best, guys. All right, corrobory. Corrobory. I apologize for pronouncing the O not as an ah. They were welcoming, welcome, welcoming him back to the living. That's what they're doing with the corroboree. Uh, they could corroboree that, right? <laughs> they were invited to a celebration with the uh, Kumbada, also uh, one of the Wadawrong tribe. William was introduced to Marin Gurk's brother-in-law and his wife. Oh, okay. oh the... Oh, his wife. The, 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 weird, the newly widowed. No, no. no. His brother-in-law and his wife. wife. Okay. His, his, wa- his family got killed in the, the thing Marin Mar- right. Gurk okay. was killed in. So they're out. Uh, there was another Korobori. 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 How do you say it? Korobori. 
I don't think you're meant to, you know, have the middle finger pointed to the crowd as oh. you're doing a podcast. Oh, I didn't. That's just instinct. Yeah. Um, but this one ended up in an argument. Uh, spears came out and were soon being thrown. Oh, Jesus. William was moved to safety because he had already died once in battle, so they believed he should be spared that pain again. But well, he's sure. only getting his chest tapped, right? So he's... No, no, now this is a fucking fight. Yeah, like, they're they're... yeah but now yeah. Is, is he like... <laughs> yeah, it was a Pictionary game that went wrong. <laughs> Honestly, that... yeah. Well, now it's, it's two different... Gr- they're in the same tribe, but they're different groups. But he, he, his grasp of the situation is... He has no idea what's happening. Right, so he is like, this is bad. I so it's here. like, one of them is asking, do you, do you want like red wine or white wine? He's like, I, I don't know what you're saying. And yeah. then someone just starts losing their shit. Just fucking pick something. Right. And then all of a sudden, he's getting spears chucked at him. <laughs> and they're like, please come this way. You're we're, safe we're, over here with us. He's like, uh-huh. They had a panic room ready. <laughs> <laughs> just put him in there. He did notice most fights started over women. So nothing, nothing has changed. Uh, the next day, everyone moved on except for uh, William's family and another family. So William is now just with this one, which is his family. He doesn't know it. Um, mm, right. But he's still like, he's, all right, yeah. yeah. He's still scared they're going to eat him, but yeah. they don't eat people. So he caught a break there. And uh, that's right. So he doesn't realize they're treating him as a family that's member. That's right. He has yeah, no right. idea. They're dressing him up in the guy's old clothes. Yeah. You yeah. know, feeding him his favorite food. Right, yeah. Oh, he used to love this. Yeah. <laughs> his old girlfriend. He's like, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so days turn into months. Jesus. Months. They normally turn into weeks. I know. <laughs> this is quite a time. It was different then in Australia. Months. And he's still just like, they're going to eat me. Uh, months turn into years. Jesus. So he's just living with his new family. Yeah. He's now he's become close with them. Um, he's part of the family. Over time, he learns to hunt and he learns their language. Took him about two years to learn the language very well. Um, they're very patient with him because they believe when you're reborn, you came back a fool. Boy, oh. I mean, is there be- their belief system could not match up better oh from my what's God. happening? But it's also like, did that belief system also happen to? Fit the narrative of what was actually occurring. Oh, like they're just like so they st- see they see <laughs> yeah. people coming who like fucking white dudes who literally don't know shit about how to be in the wilderness and like well that guy's a fool right and it also matches sp- so th- which and then one when came you first? come back white you come back insanely ignorant believe it or not <laughs> <laughs> shocking I know hey it's okay to be white <laughs> hey. Stop it. We voted on it. We voted on it. I'm just saying. I forgot, I forgot to wear my It's Okay to Be White shirt. Uh, oh you got to start rocking one You of have those. to wear that. Start selling merch. <laughs> <laughs> Create a new, you guys come back a year later. I'm a huge right-wing activist. <laughs> Look, this guy gets it. He knows. He's actually created the white ring. He is rare. Did you hear Dill's white now? Oh, yeah, he's got full white. Mm. He's alt-white. White face. (laughs) That is illegal and not okay. (laughs) On behalf of our people, my goodness, Dill. We've been through enough. Um, So, obviously, 
being foolish works in his favor, right? right. Because yeah. he doesn't know anything. Yes. So it's kind of perfect. He knows nothing about their life. And that's why they're so protective of him when they was getting attacked. He's like, no, 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 he doesn't know any better. Just leave him alone. He's a little boy. Well, his whole life they would be protective of him. Even other tribes wouldn't want to hurt him uh, because he had already died once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, soon he became a decent hunter. He was good at catching eel. He became a very good animal skinner. He liked kangaroo very much. Oh, yum, but yum, yum. really, really enjoyed emu and wombat. Those are his favorite. Uh... Cool. Mm-hmm. I've had both of those uh, for breakfast yesterday. Mm-hmm. With a little salmon and bacon. Koala, quote, uh, what? Why? are excellent eating and very much resemble pork in flavor. Pork in flavor. Don't look at me. I think it's <laughs> awful. I hope he gets mouth chlamydia. Burns when he barfs. Kangaroo. I mean, talk about the easiest capture ever. Oh, they're asleep. Cut his head off. There we go. Next. It's like picking fruit. Yeah. <laughs> they're just in trees there. Hey, you're my friend? Nope. Sink. All righty. This one's ready to go. Uh, one time, the, uh, the family killed two large dogs and cooked them. They handed William a leg, which was supposed to be the very best part of the dog. Uh-oh. Quote... I could not fancy it. He refused to eat it, and everyone thought it was hilarious. <laughs> he came no. back so dumb. He's so <laughs> dumb he won't eat the dog. <laughs> you foolish, foolish man. <laughs> he is so stupid now. <laughs> Look at how white and dumb he is. <laughs> uh, we will call you dumb asshole. <laughs> So when he, I, okay, I'm assuming at some point he will learn the language and be like, he, he knows the language. He does. Yeah, it, so been years. Years. Days became years. That's right. <laughs> but so, so he's now. What's his issue with the dog? He just had pets as dogs, and now he's like, oh, I don't want this one. Yeah, he came from like a yeah. a, a world where people had dogs as pets. So he doesn't yeah, he gets served it, and he's like, row row. Yeah. So they... But wait, when he's learning the language, is he not hearing the narrative they've constructed and he's sort of just like, yeah, okay, I'll go with it. Yeah, sure. he was going with everything. Right, yeah. okay. He's he totally... learned all the words except the word dumbass. Right. Somehow, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there was a bit of translation. Yeah. He learned all their, their, their social norms and all their things and didn't. And he, he made sure not to like talk about Jesus or God or, or anything well, that would sort, of, would sort of come up against their belief system. Like right. He just went with the flow right. um, of everything. Uh, so, because he wouldn't eat dog, they assumed he had a new white guy palate, and then he traded his dog leg for a piece of kangaroo, and the guy he traded See, with just kept laughing at him for making such a shit deal. <laughs> but to me, that is such a, like, <laughs> I, un, like, it's so dumb. The lines we draw where we're like, well, no, because it lived in our house, so <laughs> we can't eat it. Well, yeah, yeah, I, no, it, it totally doesn't. So, especially if you're in that situation where in the wild, like, fuck, what difference does it make? Yeah, if you're yeah. like, no, I eat koalas. Yeah, I'll eat dogs, sure. Give me it. What do you got? Let's do it. I'll eat you guys. Let's party. I'm having some fun. <laughs> Woo! No, that last part was a little too far. I'll eat anybody. <laughs> I'll eat myself. Cook it up. <laughs> yama, yama. Also a very good episode of The Simpsons. The, the dog, dogs trading to kangaroo. That was the original paperclip for a house. That guy who went around. Do you remember that guy? No? Let's move on. 
Uh, on the contrary, goddammit, what? A man traded paper clips he, he for just, houses? He just drifted into some Sri Lankan stuff that no one... The paperclip house guy. You know the guy you give a paperclip to and then you have a house? Do you own a house and hate it? Well, then I've got a solution for you. Paperclips. If I get one person to do it, I'm a genius. <laughs> I don't eat dog. Yeah, I'm almost happy he's, with how it shook out. He's he's incredibly convinced it was a good a good uh, piece of comedy there. <laughs> <laughs> that part I'm not sure about, but the fact that you don't know the story is what's bumming me out. <laughs> what did he do? And it's like Sri Lankan currency all of a sudden. <laughs> What is the paperclip for a house guy? You know this. No, I, they don't know the yeah, story. Oh, they see? do know the story. Okay. Oh, even worse, they knew it. They didn't think it was funny at <laughs> all. Just, yeah, they left. Yeah. <laughs> what if he came out and he's white? All right, so this is his life, right? This is the life he's been living for a while. Uh, he's living with his uh, brother-in-law and, and his brother-in-law's wife. Sort of. Close, uh, almost entirely naked, sleeping on the ground month after month, year after year, deprived well, of all the decencies and comforts of life. Still, I lived on. Okay. How uh, the sores at this point? A few sores. I'm sure he's got some sores. Sure. William learned about their tradition society and lost all concept of time. At one point, he came across one of his fellow escapees. Oh, no. So He's two like, guys. Extend on everything, guys. William, my old friend. How are you? Starts pounding his chest furiously. Yeah, no, I'm actually, they smoked me and I came back. Shut the fuck up. No, we came over on a boat together. I think you have me mistaken for someone else, my friend. No, no, we came over on a boat. No, no, we did not. I've never seen you before. No, we were not. Kill everybody. Shut up. Shut your mouth. I would never do that. I brought your cloth with you as well. I don't know what that is. I would never. Get out of here. Make yourself scarce. Is your favorite kettle? <laughs> Hello, governor. Does that oh ring a bell? God, no. Does that ring a bell? I, no, yes, horribly. Yeah, I was going to take the kettle because I love tea, but then you came over here. Have you tried the dog? I have my limits. So, uh, so the the other escapee is, is living with another tribe on the coast. Is he in the sim- in the same boat where he's like? Yeah, I know. I don't know what's no. going on. So he, William talks him into coming to live with him, but he's a fucking asshole. And he was, he's especially behaving poorly towards the women. Uh, which is what a lot of the... Fights started over. Right. right. Um, so William had, seen, William had seen way too many fights start over women, so he told the guy to leave. He's like, bro, yeah. um, go back to your coast, people, because you're not cool. Um, a little while later, he heard a report that the man had been killed over a fight with a woman. Hmm. The other escapee, he never heard of what happened. So those guys are gone, probably. Gone. After many years living with his brother-in-law and uh, the wife, they were killed fighting another tribe. So his, his, his adopted family right, yeah, right. Wow. get killed. Okay. William was devastated. It was the worst pain he ever felt in his oh, life. My sister broke. Yeah. What? It's his sister and bro. Yeah, yeah. At this point, he's literally been there for years. Yeah. 
Um, they had two kids. They had a blind boy and a young girl. Okay. So he took care of them, or he tried to. Um, but then this other kid came to stay with him, and the kid got sick and died, and then the family came to get him. <sighs> and they were like, "You, how'd he die? And he said, sleeping in the tent with the blind boy. So they, they killed the blind boy. Oh, what? what wait, little... sorry. You got it. It's just something you got to do. David, what? So there's a, a yeah. kid came to stay with them. Yeah, he, he got father. sick, right? Right. And he'd been sleeping in the tent with the blind, blind boy, boy or the hut and the blind with the blind boy. And so, you know, that's uh, you got to yeah. take care of that business. You got to kill him. It was clearly the blind kid's fault. Yes. How could he it not be? He didn't see that coming. No oh boy. Logie Award winner. <laughs> How the Logie was won. Um, so then the girl became of a certain age. She had been promised to a man, so she went uh, off to the man. So he's alone again. Okay. He's now been living in the bush for around 25 years. Wow. So... Go yeah, ahead. it's a while, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So a group shows up, and they decide William should be married. Okay. And so without asking, they give him a young widow who was around 20 years old. Okay, wow. How old Widowed is he early. at this point? He's, like 50, 45? Well, okay, so that's yeah, a good question. Be. It's hard to tell because yeah. the, the, the years are sort of, he, it's just sort of estimating. It's like his height. Later, just, yes. It's really right. hard to tell these back then. But he's, he's too old for a 20-year-old. Right. Still, it's hot. No. <laughs> they made all the gossip sites. <laughs> um, after a couple of months, some men came, and, uh, and one of them was like, she's come with me. And she's like, okay, I'll go with him. Uh, and, they, and they took her, and then, okay. and then William followed them, and he complained. He's like, this isn't fucking cool. She's my wife. Hopefully he sounded a little more like... Yeah, I'm sure he is a little more. I'm not putting, I'm not yeah, acting. You're not, I'm not yeah, acting yeah. right yeah. now. No, I'm a, I'm I'd love narrator. to see you try. Like, what would he... That! She's mine! I, I gave her to me! <laughs> Come I mean, on, now... you guys! Okay. Do you know how long I've been under, like, no, 25 no, no. years or something? <laughs> no, no, no. Sounds less cool, for I, sure. I... Aww. Do you have any idea how long I was jerking off? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I like her, too. Ooh. I mean, lead with that, I think. You start with ah, the emotional No wonder she connection. wanted to leave. I'm sick of whacking off in the hut alone, and I have feelings for this one. <laughs> Quick addendum. Um, so the guy who had taken her uh, threw a spear at her and killed her. Oh, Jesus. Well, then, then no, kind of a, yeah, yeah. No, one, no one went. Right, so everybody's back to hut baiting. Yeah. So now he's, now he's back to, now he's Louis C.K. back in his hut. Well, to be oh, fair. Oh, that's not he's true. Like, she's no, no, not no. there. Yeah, no. Never mind. He, there's no, no woman there yeah. for him to jerk yeah. off around. So he's not Louis C.K. Well, He'd be doing more like what I do. Uh, normal masturbating alone. Yeah. Yeah, just FaceTiming the guy you do a podcast with. <laughs> a regular gentleman does. Yeah. Louis C.K. has a wallaby trap, and he's like, ah, you like that? Yeah. 
Well, then if that happened, they would be like, also, if you overcook them, they come back and they block doorways while masturbating. It's a... You really want to smoke the right amount to make them a white that comes back. Um, more years passed. 30 years have gone by. William became known as a man who brokered peace between tribes. He's well-liked. He's treated well. He's a guy who, like, he would go out on, uh, on attack raids, but he would never fight because they didn't expect him to. They just wanted him to sort of be there. If another, if, another tribe, if another tribe saw him, they would be like, oh, I can't shoot that guy. He already died. This is he a great died. role. Throw it what out. a great he, position to be in. Yeah, yeah. So he's just kind of like a... So he just shows up for war, and he's like, ah, I'll just stand in the middle. Good luck, everybody. Yeah. Well, he'd, he'd hide. He'd hide. And he'd hide. Do, <laughs> do the thing behind a tree or whatever. Uh-huh. But he wouldn't uh, actually take part. Um, quote, I frequently... So even, even back then, he had white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> it really is like a weird standard for the white person in this situation to just be like, don't hurt the white man, he's been through enough. <laughs> Poor white man. <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> you guys have any idea how much we suffer? Mm. Eric Clapton uh, invented the blues. Blondie invented rap. I mean, we've done it all. (laughs) If we frame it right. Uh, So, uh, quote, I frequently entertain them while sitting around campfires with accounts of English people, houses, ships, great guns, etc. What do you mean? He's just telling stories? Yeah, so he'd also like, he's also like a storyteller. But his story is that he's not English, right? But I think they see that as, like, the place of the dead. So when he tells them these stories, to them, that's... Uh, by the way, I think most of us still seem to think of England as the place of the dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, what are you fancy then? Are your teeth okay? Yeah, why? <laughs> sorry, I just look like a corpse's mouth. I'm sorry, I'll, uh... Let's start marrying outside the family! Wow, what a novel idea for 1990. <laughs> Big year, 1990, the year the Spice Girls came around and we decided to marry outside of the genetic code of our own. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky us. Um, it's all foggy. They're walking around with, like, potatoes, weird mouths. It's like, that's yeah, they're I- dead. That's, they're for sure. that's like the beginning of Thriller. Well, you just described Ireland, not England. It's Great Britain, I would say, is fair. Um, More like Britain. <laughs> Seriously, what other country? So they, they, would lo- they loved his stories. Uh, they thought they were fucking crazy. Uh, he told them he wanted to return to his people every once in a while, and they would cry and act grief-stricken. Like, that was a terrible thing to hear, because that meant he wanted to die again to them. He was saying he wanted to die. Okay. He was just um, depressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically to them. It's, yeah. So he, he chose not to take part in combat. Like, like I said, he avoided politics. Being dead was was uh, he was excused from all that kind of stuff. He was very. <laughs> so, do you want to go hunting? No, I just hey died. Oh, of course you died. Yeah. You died. Yes, stay here. Stay here. Hey yeah. boss, can't come in tomorrow. What's wrong? Is it that you died that one time? I did. Die. Yeah, do not come in tomorrow. Do not. You do not need to be here. You died that one time, and you are all set. Honey, I don't think I can do this anymore. It's just that. You know, I died that one time. Of course, yeah. I would never expect that of you. No, you died that one time for sure. That happened. 
They smoked you to white. No, I don't want to do another shot. I'm not doing another shot. Well, come on, pussies, party! I died. I died in that. Oh, oh man, we'll yeah, do. We'll do yours for yeah. you. It's a testament yeah. to you. We'll to pull, you, man. We'll, we'll pull one out for you. Yeah, yeah. To you, make better because that last one was bad. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I feel like I just died. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I became very skilled as a spear fisherman uh, and hunting uh, quote I became as skilled as any of them at spearing kangaroo or fish okay Uh, there was a colony uh, that he could have gone to but he didn't Uh, he didn't want to leave the people he'd come so close to one day he saw uh, a, a couple of aboriginal guys carrying a flag you got okay. a flag on a stick. Sure. Uh, he asked them about it, and they said, there's a ship in the harbor, and when no one was around, they swam out and climbed up and stole the flag. <laughs> the fucking best! A little pranking. The best! A little pranking. So great. Capture the flag. Because them, it's just yeah. like, we got yeah. a flag, and the English are like, what the... Just heads exploding. My they God. took our flag! Oh, That's our goddamn colored sheet! They're just jumping off the boat. Drown yourself now, gentlemen. The flag's gone. It's over! William's triggered because you know what happens when a cloth gets stolen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it, guys! You fools! You'll end up in... Well, actually, we'll come back here. Never mind. Do it. Do your thing. <laughs> do your thing. It's great. It's a circle. Um, so the ship had left... Uh, three white men and six black men behind uh, who had built two huts and then the, the ship had taken off. Okay. He said that the, the guys had lots of other food, weapons, and other stuff. The two aboriginal guys said they were going to uh, find a tribe that they knew who would come back and help them kill the white guys and take all their shit. Okay, right. Yeah. So William's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, do you have to kill them? Hmm? Hmm? What? Huh? What? Well, just love the plan. Let's get them. <laughs> Come on, rah rah. <laughs> Do they have to die, or could you just? Yep. Yeah, 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 I yeah, agree. yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. They've got to die. They've got a lot of stuff. Yeah, they've got a lot of stuff. Maybe you just take the stuff, let them live. No, Ooh, no. No, it's the cheekier way. When I said cheekier, no, don't be cheeky. I mean, rough. You know, it's the rough way to do it. Take the things, leave them there. Oh, embarrassment. Oh, off the charts. <laughs> just don't kill them. My God, come on. Right in the the heart. Yeah. Yeah, right in the heart. Yeah, all right. (laughs) You're you're, you're pretty, you're acting pretty white. Me? What? Pretty white right now. Me? Super white. I'm not white. You look like those guys. Yeah, Yeah, well, they potentially, they also were burned and reincarnated. Unless that's a sticking point, then they weren't. You know what? I'll kill them. Let's kill them. Yeah. Kill them. Kill Give me that dog. Yum. Yeah. I love dogs. That dog wasn't cooked. <laughs> God bloody bastard. Shit dog. You just bit Bob's live dog. Just love dog. Got a craving. You know, when you want a bit of dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you eat it. It's, it's good, got alive. Oh, so I like it like sushi. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh off. Yeah. Love the fur. <laughs> Any hoozle be. <laughs> so you okay with the killing? 
Yes, very good. good. Yeah, yeah. Turn him my key on that. Absolutely. Yeah, kill them. <laughs> so William decided to try to go warn the white men, but he knew if uh, he Foolish. did, he would, it would be seen as treachery by the other Aboriginal mm. guys. I think you just lay back in this situation. Yeah. So he walked the day to the white guys. He saw the British flag flying on a pole when he got there. And when he arrived, there were, there were Aboriginal men around the fire talking to the white guys. Uh, they had pitched their tents nearby, and William walked up, sat down around the fire. He's wearing, uh, he's got his spears and other war tools he puts between his leg. He's uh, wearing Easy, a, that you really gestured penis for those of us listening. Yeah. War spear. His tool is yeah. war spear. Uh, he's got a kangaroo skin on. Um, he's been living in the bush for years. He's yeah. super fucking tan now because he's been out there forever. Uh, they, the white guys cannot figure out what in the fuck this guy is. Yeah, right. For sure. Intern? <laughs> What's your deal? So one of the white guys starts asking William questions, but it's been so long since he's heard English, he oh. cannot understand what the guy is saying. Wow. Yeah, yeah. right. So more f- chest banging stuff More chest now. banging. Yeah. yeah. So then the guy offers him bread. And bread clicks in his head, like bread right. is a word, the first word he understands. Quote, a cloud appeared to pass from over my brain, and I soon repeated that, and then other English words after. So it's starting to fucking right. come back. Bread, tea. Well, spoiler alert, because if he wrote all this stuff in that language, obviously it fully came back eventually. Well, way to fuck up the whole story. No one knew. Way to take it out of the moment. No one knew that. Yep. So but he's saying stuff like, no. <laughs> and uh, biscuits. Unteach. That's remembering cricket. Unteach him. Bangers and mash. Unteach him. Cricket. Oh my Footy. God. No, don't touch me. <laughs> um, uh, so somehow he managed to explain he had not been born in Australia, but he had been born in England. So the men took him back to their tent for tea and biscuits and some meat. Oh, no. This uh, is just going to turn him right away. He's just going to become English right, right away. Do you like <laughs> some tea and biscuits and meat? Tea, biscuits, meat. Tea, biscuits, meat. Bit of tea, spot of tea. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of tea, splash of milk. Yeah, one sugar cube. Yeah, one lump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tea, biscuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meat, of course. Yeah. Come on, then, Villa. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get regulated, relegated. <laughs> uh, he slept that night in their tent. He was overjoyed. But so he's, sleep- he's now... Well, they, they're like... So they're, they're in a strange place, and there's a dude who's been living with Aboriginal people forever. So this guy is someone they can use. Right? Well, also, uh, imagine their plight, where they don't expect him to speak English and all of a sudden, like, you know, going, what, a, what an asset he would be. Yeah, so yeah but I think be... for him, it's a kind of a dick move, right? Sure. Oh. But remember, he's trying... <laughs> Sorry, we're just so accustomed to the white man being the worst. It's like, oh, yeah, of course. No, he's the worst. <laughs> so this is okay. he's seeing this from both angles. So he's seeing this, that these guys had a big ship with a lot of fucking people on it, and... So they could kill these dudes, but that doesn't mean another group of dudes isn't going to roll in and fucking kill people. So okay. he sees it both from both sides. Okay. Right. Um, so he sleeps, like you said, in, in the tent, overjoyed that night, but still anxious about everyone's safety. So they think William is a lost sailor that had gotten lost years before. 
Um, he got more of his lang- language back and found out they were planning to stay in Victoria. Okay. Quote, they that had seen several of the native chiefs with whom they had exchanged all sort of things for land. But I knew they could not have been since they have no chiefs claiming or possessing any superior right over soil. Right. So, so these guys are saying they bought land from chiefs. Right. But first of all, there are no chiefs. That's a problem. And, yeah. and then second of all, there's, there's no just, land to There's sell. just like family heads, but there's no official guy that can like roll up and be like, yeah, I'll sell you the land. So he's like, oh, they all playing me now. He's like, well, he knows there's a, uh, some sort of fucking game afoot, right? right. He, so... Um, like I said, there's only heads of family. There, they don't really have a concept of being able to sell land. Like, land is a thing that exists for you to hunt on and live yeah, on. Yeah. But it's there were no paperclips back then. So. Right. Yeah, it's not I, some- again, I'm not sure if we're getting on board the paperclip train. I feel like you're just... Well, that's how you trade land. No, I don't. No. Sri Lanka sounds like a fucking crazy, <laughs> super crazy country. Because I feel like if I rolled in with like a... Like a suitcase full of paper clips. I own that motherfucker right now. Like that's how this sounds. Gonna own every house here. <laughs> All they want there is to put paper together. <laughs> Imagine. Civilly. Um, so selling it's crazy. Selling land is crazy. So William decided this is a bullshit move by the white guys to steal country from native inhabitants. And he's very aware of colonialism and its effects at this point. So... They told them that a sh- the ship was coming back with supplies and a lot more people. Right. Which is what he was worried about. Mm-hmm. So he knew even if these guys were killed, more people are coming. So he stayed with the white guys constantly to stop the other aboriginals from killing them. So he's like, now he's like, don't kill these guys because what comes if you kill them might be worse. Right. Oh, right, right, right. So then the other tribe showed up, the one that the two guys went to get, the ones that were going to fucking wipe them out. Uh-huh. And they see how few Europeans are that are there. They see three guys. They're like, let's fucking kill these guys right now. Uh, and William told them uh, to stop. Um, and they said, look, if you help us with the attack, uh, you're cool. If you don't, we'll kill you. Okay. So it's time. All so, of a sudden, it's yeah. decision well, he's time. A, he's in a tough spot. Yeah. No. Me- mediation is about <laughs> to fall through. Yeah. Uh, uh, he... If he told the settlers of the tribe's plan, they might attack first. Yeah. So he convinced the tribes to wait for the ship to come back. This is like that puzzle where you go, I have a chicken and a fox and a bag of hay. Which one do I leave first? I've got to cross a river. This guy's caught. He's fucked. Sounds a little like breakfast from what I'm hearing. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a conundrum. Yeah. Uh, so he convinces the tribes to wait, saying that a ship is coming back, and when the ship comes back, they'll have more stuff to plunder. Mm. Uh, so for days, he keeps having to convince them to hold off on attacking because they keep going, dude, where's the fucking ship? Let's, let's kill these guys. Um, it drags on, and then one day he pulls a gun on the tribe and points it to a guy's head. Does he remember how to use a gun at this point? It's been 35 years. Apparently he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he holds it to the guy's head, and he says uh, he killed the first man who harmed the, the white strangers. Wow. Just wait till the ship comes. So the ship finally comes. The, the Aboriginal guys are ecstatic because they're like, oh, he was, he was telling the truth. There's more shit coming. Two men come ashore and a lot of fucking dudes. And it's uh, John Wedge 
and the Port Phillip Associate Surveyor, and also Henry Batman, brother of John Batman. Uh, I see. Yeah. It's not, that's, that's a bad Batman. Hank. Batman. <laughs> Hank. Uh, they were very shocked to see William. Uh, William hid the truth that he was an escaped convict, and Batman asked William if he would help negotiate and work with the Aboriginal people. That's the job for the commissioner. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> He would have done the voice as well. Can you help us? <laughs> the dark white rises. <laughs> so this is obviously complicated. So the Treaty of Batman with the tribes had, That's... quote, that he, where he, quote, bought the land was uh, for uh, Jajarung water. Jajarung water? All right. Uh, so there were three tribes, the Jajarung, the Waterwarung, and the Waterung, uh, and he was, part, he was part of the Waterung. That was the tribe he'd been living with all these yeah, years. The, the, okay. the, brother who the other was, two yeah. tribes were enemy tribes. Okay. okay. But Batman had made a deal with just the water wrong, and he's like, well, we got all your stuff. Sorry to cut you off, Dave. I think they're giggling every time you say Batman. Um, <laughs> If only there was an Aussie on stage who can clarify. Oh, is no, it, we know who it, Batman is. Is it Batman? Why are you giggling? Is, is it Batman or Batman? It's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. yeah. What are they saying? What, what, what is it? What's your problem? No. Craig, what is it? Okay, so they're just giggling at Batman. Yeah, yeah, they oh. get I get it. So, yeah, sorry. My apologies. I was trying to be helpful. <laughs> Turns out you're just mean. No, no. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. There's a group there. Uh, it's like uh, doing a. Uh, they're trying to do a like a spelling contest in front of five-year-olds. So Batman. There's a thing. Uh, there's this cool underlying white supremacy thing where uh, white people make fun of other people's pronunciation. That's a historical thing. <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. You're fine. It's totally normal. But Batman have only. Have a crack at Singer again. <laughs> But Batman only brought uh, it from the Waterung people, so he paid one tribe who was it, enemies with the other tribes. So, which, and that is not the one that... The, if, you have, if, you, if, you have, if there's three houses in the neighborhood, right. and one of them, uh, and they all hate each other, and right. they go out and they fight each other, and then the dude rolls in and says, I'm going to buy all the houses and gives the money to one house, that's what's happened. Okay, gotcha. Um, so... Even then, you can't buy land. So on top of that all, right. none of it makes sense. So now... It sounds like the housing market. <laughs> <laughs> so now... Uh, so now the... He's water-rung, so the water-were-rung people see him as an enemy and have zero interest in engaging with him as a negotiator okay. or an interpreter. And because he was so quick to jump back in with the colony people... The Waterung people, his people, yeah. now are seeing him as suspicious. See, this, yeah, he's playing too many games. So, his, so they hired him. His official job is to help smooth things over with a bunch of people who now totally don't trust him. Right. So William was also just generally difficult to get along with, and he was reluctant to give information to colonists because he didn't want any harm to come to Aboriginal people. So on top of all this, he's trying to play a game where no one gets hurt. Right. He's fair, his intentions are fairly pure at this point, isn't he? He's trying to avoid mass murdering from either side. Yeah, yeah. He's, 
he's lived with these people. He yeah. loves these people. He respects these people. He doesn't like... He was a prisoner. Yeah, well, he saw what right. happened with Collins and New South Wales. So he's like, fuck that. Yeah, yeah he, doesn't, he doesn't like colonists. Yeah. He thinks they're the worst. But he also knows that when they come, they fucking come. Yeah. Right. Hard, like, uh, hey, Jesus. Uh, hello, what? Like Louis C.K. in a yeah, yeah, club like doorway. Louis C.K. Uh, blocking a door or just being anywhere. Um, or just maybe he asked Sarah Silverman and she said yes because she wants to normalize uh, sexual assault. Well, that's um, the best case scenario for this guy. <laughs> I think I'm going to okay. start, start drinking again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so he's reluctant to give information to the colonists because he doesn't want any harm to come Aboriginal people. And his reluctance was taken by a lot of Brits as a sign that William was stupid. Okay. So he's like Hammond right. Hudger going, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they'd do that. Or, uh, and then they're like, this guy's a fucking idiot. So both sides think he's a moron. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's totally fucked. Um, a lot, he has a lot of critics in the colonial world, right? So all these people are coming over and starting to set up, and they all think he's a fucking moron. Quote, his intellect, if he ever possessed much, had almost entirely deserted him, and nothing of any value could be procured from him respecting the history and manners of the tribe with whom he had so long dwelt. He was a tall, ungainly man, and altogether his looks were not in his favor. Jesus. Oh, I mean, why you got to shred the this dude is, like this? Yeah. This is like hold so on he's on. a bad no negotiator. You don't need to like come at him like that. He had a bushy head of hair, black hair, low forehead with overhanging eyebrows. This is getting rude. Mm. <laughs> Nearly concealing his small eyes and short snub Just nose. Just say he looks like a giant Garfunkel and get it over with. <laughs> a face very much marked by smallpox. Please don't say anything about a mustache. And was just such a man as one would suppose to commit burglary or murder. She, I mean, there's Jesus. a lot of speculation in this. That's classic. That is like TMZ. That yeah, level of yeah, kind of really, criticism. Yeah. Oh, he's got overhanging eyebrows. You know what that means. Robber. <laughs> <laughs> so he's trying to play all these angles. He's trying to do this job of being an interpreter. Um, John Wedge really liked William. Or at least he pretended to like him because he saw him as a means to an end, right? Wedge wanted to show that the colonists wanted to have friendly relations with Aboriginal people. Okay. That's what he wanted the world to think. It's a front. Um, Wedge is known for heroically saving, heroically saving a young Aboriginal boy from drowning in the sea. That's like one of the legendary heroic acts of John Wedge. The part they leave out of the story oh, God. is that uh, the group he was with had just murdered the boy's mother in front of him, uh, and the boy ran into the sea. Oh, that's not saving. And then that's... when the boy washed up, he revived oh. him and then took the boy to live with him instead of returning him to his oh, tribe. Oh, God. What up bedtime stories would you like? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in Whoville oh, got murdered? Everyone. <laughs> oh, fucking dead. It stopped rhyming halfway through. I stopped reading it. <laughs> Here's the thing. Once, once a Grinch tastes blood, <laughs> it's on. And Why does the cover say that he stole Christmas and you say that he ate human? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he stole Christmas in a sense that he killed them all and drank their blood on Christmas Day. What? So Christmas morning, instead of 
presents being opened up and children finding tons of stuff, it was just who blood everywhere. It was a, it was a bloody who massacre. Good send, night, Daddy. Send Mom in. Why are the eggs green? No, uh, you know I can't send your mom in. <laughs> you know how we do this. You do not fucking break eye contact well, on put, New Year's Eve. Put clothes on. Just put I will not on. put clothes on. Please. It well, is turn, New Year's turn, Eve. Turn the light off or put clothes on or stop talking. You're, One of the three. Our family has a tradition. I don't think it does. Grandpa said that was a lie. I stand naked, covered in blood. All New Year's Eve. In the morning, you wake up, and if you dare, if you fucking dare, you try to go get those presents. I don't want the presents anymore. In Merry the Christmas, buddy. May all the oh, no, the balls are going to drop. This is where the balls drop. This is where he drops his balls. No, no, no. Uh, oh, old legs, I never end. Please go on forever. I got one last thing to tell you, son. I don't want to hear any more things you have to tell me. We're Jewish. <laughs> you want the nightlight on or just... <laughs> so, John Wedge... Did you say who-ish or Jewish? <laughs> Ooh. Mm. So John Wedge had the idea that being friends with the Aboriginals, at least on principle, was a desirable thing to do. It would get them the support of the British Empire. I like Empire. how that's a revelation. Maybe we try to be nice. Is that crazy? Well, it's more of a front. They just right. want everyone out there to think that they're being friendly as opposed to massacring everybody. And then it's better for trade and the well, colony. Well, it's good PR. It's good PR. It's an unrelatable situation. Never happened again. Nope. Mm. Uh, and Wedge saw William as an opportunity to make that happen. William was the great potential bridge in the divide. So. What a great nickname. You're the great potential bridge. <laughs> so John Wedge and William became friends, and William eventually told him of his actual background of escaping from the penal colony. Okay. You're the cloth guy? Yes, I'm clothy. <laughs> I was actually just handing it off, too. <sighs> anyway, here we are 40 years later... <laughs> Quite a ride. Quite a ride. Oh, my God. I, my wife got speared. Never mind. I'll tell you. It's a, it's a really weird thing. I was shit a for a week from shellfish. There's more. Yeah. Uh, so John Wedge said he'd try to get him a pardon. He'd work to get him a pardon. Uh, and then William works as an interpreter, rarely left because he was worried fighting would erupt. That's a weapon. Yep. Um, only in Australia get an applause break for opening a beer. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, pretty sad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> said it took me five seconds. They were like, stupid monkey, man. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> Look at him up there with his dumb little Ooh, To be fair, you've already died and come back. And you don't... You're, pretty, you're so stupid. Look at I him. I forgot how to open beer. He doesn't eat dog. Uh, he doesn't know how to open beer. <laughs> a silly white man. Forget beer. Sorry. Are you Tarzan? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I wish. No. Um, what, he's not Tarzan? <laughs> Dave, uh, I don't. don't. I you think are it's... not Tarzan. 
I think they're right to be offended by what you said. <laughs> Someone who's been on the other end of this, no. So William Buckley received a, quote, free pardon from Governor Arthur on the 25th of August, 1835, exactly 32 years since he arrived. But it wasn't done because they appreciated his help working with the tribes. Wedge had written to Governor Arthur, quote, uh, I feel that I scarcely need advert to the danger that would entune the lives of those who may in future reside here by his being to despair by the refusal of this petition. What happens? So he's worried. He's, he's, he, Wedge is writing to the governor and saying uh, that they should be worried if they refuse his pardon. Okay. Um, this would probably induce him to join the natives again, mm. and in which event there is no calculating on the mischief that might ensure on the hostile feelings that he would have in his power to instill in the breasts of the natives. <laughs> really? I love that he called it mischief. Yeah. Makes yeah. it sound so cute when it's just like, oh, they might kill us. Yeah. You know, a bit of mischief. <laughs> <laughs> mischief was different back then. But this wasn't the narrative they told William. He was shown his pardon along with a flattering testimonial thanking him for his services. Oh, William, we are mighty impressed. You are great. <laughs> William was very grateful, so now he's basically kind of becoming a colonial. He's working for the government as an interpreter and a guide, which he didn't like doing. William told tribes if they went to the settlement, they would get things like blankets and knives. So things are going on like this for months. He's trying to keep the tribes from attacking. He's also trying to get the tribe's stuff. He's threading that line. Sure. He's paid 50 pounds a year and also rations. He would help with expeditions, but he didn't get along with the colonials. He didn't trust them. He didn't agree with what they were doing. He'd come over in chains as uh, a convict and was forced to work, so he's not one of them. Once he was given the task of directing people from Melbourne to Geelong. So they all set out on horseback. The people said the entire trip from Melbourne, they tried to talk to uh, William, and all he would do was grunt. And he didn't want to anything. I'm trying to, to ride here. Yeah. Stop backseat drivers. They're yeah. fucking annoying. <laughs> so he didn't want to have anything to do with them. You okay up there, William? <laughs> you cool? <laughs> What's your favorite part of being out here? <laughs> oh. <laughs> What's a good cafe in Geelong like? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's good. Oh, it is good. Uh, there's one. Uh, there's one called uh, Guidance. That's weird, right? That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. So when we get there, we'll hit that place up. They make a really nice latte. Oh, that sounds mm. great. Do they have any caprizis? Uh, uh, oh, sorry. How, how's the? How's their dog? I want what? Their dog. I want it with a slice of bacon. Did you say dog? Dog. Mm-hmm. Dog. Dog. As in. Is this snatch? Dog. Woof. Do they have dog? Have yeah. they got dog? Yeah, they, they have pet. How pet. is it? Is it good dog? What the fuck are you talking I about? I like a bit of dog. No, we don't eat dogs. I eat dogs. No, you don't. I bloody well do eat dogs. I like dogs. You're a fucking colonist. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not going to be painted in any corner by you. I like a bit of dog. I like a tea, two cubes, bit of milk, and a fucking dog. 
Just because it's bloody called guidance doesn't mean I need yours, mate. <laughs> now get me my bloody dog burger. They don't serve dog there. And I want it. mushy peas. What? <laughs> mushy peas and dog. Yeah. Yeah. Grunty. How the fuck did you get here to... It's a funny story, really. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard it a million times. So at one point on this journey, they stopped for a rest, and they offered William a pickled beef sandwich. But he was like, I'm not going to eat He's that. He's like, I've been eating dog, and I'm against English cuisine still. I'm so not eating that. And then they watched as he walked over to a tree oh. and dug some bark beetle grubs out and just started eating them instead. Higher protein. So they were like, oh, uh, that's a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> and he's eating beetles. Right. Beetle, beetle grubs. Are they like baby beetles? Is that a grub? Beetle mania. Yeah. It's early. Buddy beetles back that's how they're So he's different. He's different. Sure. Right. Uh, <laughs> As illustrated during the lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, whoa, let's get that. Sorry. It's okay. Okay. Uh, so then when they got to the uh, Werribee River, um, he was supposed to take them all the way to Geelong, and he just got to the river, and he just pointed, and when it's that way. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then he left. Now, it's Worst too... Uber driver ever. Yeah. Four stars. You swear to God it's in here? Yeah. Get out. But it's too far to point and go, it's right there. But right. he just took off, and they were like, Maybe because of his height, he could see it, but they couldn't. It's there. Maybe. Um... Now, some white men and uh, some of the ab- Aboriginal men from Sydney started getting a little too familiar with local uh, women in the tribes around the area. One woman told William she was captured by a shepherd and kept tied up. So William told Joseph Jellybrand that the tribes didn't take a lot of shit when it came to their ladies and that for everyone's sake, this kind of shit should stop. So the shepherd was fired and sent away. And this is a warning for everyone to, to behave. Cop, Captain Lonsdale came and assumed command of the colony, and he kept uh, uh, William on as an interpreter and his attendant. But things were unraveling. Two shepherds tried to kidnap an Aboriginal woman. They were killed. Yeah, yeah. agreed. That's right. Uh, but it doesn't end Actually, well. Actually, restrictions. It doesn't end well. Yeah. Um, an Aboriginal man suspected of robbery was tied to a tree and shot. So things are starting to unravel. Sure. Uh, right. There's more colonists coming. The fucking cultures are coming together. And then, of course, at this time, there's tons of violence out in the frontier. You know, the fucking edge. And he, William's losing control. There's he no couldn't idea. do anything. Yeah. He, uh, he was trying, but he couldn't do anything. So Jellybrand and another solicitor left uh, Geelong for Melbourne on horseback, but had not arrived yet. And William and some men went to search. And they followed the tracks, and they found a tribe was camped. And uh, he questioned them, but the white guys got in the middle. And they would, the tribe would only talk to William alone, and the white guys wouldn't allow William to talk to the tribe alone. Right. Okay. So instead of finding out what happened, they left. So then William asked Lonsdale if he could go on his own, and Lonsdale said yes. So the next day, he went to get on his horse, but his horse had been hamstrung. As they cut the... Bottom leg. Yeah. Probably not going to use that as a term relating to things I'm going through anymore. Oh, you didn't know what that meant? No. Yeah, it's, when it's, they like, cut the, it's like cutting the Achilles heel on a. Like was, a it, was it like breakfast time? Cut, yep. It's breakfast time. <laughs> <laughs> Cook it up and uh, give me a little salmon, son. 
So William took a boat to uh, Geelong, and it didn't take him long to find out an Aboriginal man. And his daughter had been shot and killed by other Aboriginal men who were with Jellybrand. Well, you're really bringing this strong home. Yep, it's coming home. Everything's heating up. The killings very much upset William. He considered them atrocious acts of oppression, and William was becoming more and more disillusioned with this life he was caught in. Seriously. Soon after, an Aboriginal man helped uh, a new arrival, a carpenter who had come into Geelong, and as a reward, the carpenter gave him an old coat and a pair of trousers. Great. A few days later, he was wearing the clothes when a newly arrived ship captain... Oh, no. Oh, shit. ...claimed the coat belonged to a Mr. Hess who had vanished with a jelly brand. The captain said the marks on the coat arm were obviously blood, and the Aboriginal man was charged with murder. Now, William was made uh, to be the interpreter by the court, and he took it upon himself to find the carpenter. So he went out and searched, and just by happenstance, he's holding the coat, he's talking to a chief constable, and the carpenter walks by and goes, that's my jacket. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the carpenter verifies that he'd given it to an Aboriginal man, and the spots weren't blood. They were paint because he was a carpenter. So the Aboriginal man was released. Okay. But William was, like, freaked out, uh, Did he get to keep the jacket, though? I think we're all wondering the fate of the jacket. Is it around? Is it not around? Did it find matching pants? Was it a three-piece? What kind of carpenter's painting? That's yeah. a little out of your jurisdiction, yeah. I believe. What? A red table? Doesn't sound right. It does not. No. <laughs> so, William thinks, obviously... There's not a lot of trust happening here. And he's, really? He, he feels so like, he's got his finger on the pulse a little bit. <laughs> but he feels like pretty soon the fingers are going to be pointed towards him. Right, okay. Like, Don't mind me, be, I'm just a Beatle guy. I just... He'll be the guy in the coat, so to speak. Uh, right. He'll be Cody. Uh, so on December, in December 1837, he moved to Hobart Town. Uh, he was living there. One day he was given a free ticket to a theater. And at the end of the performance, a performer came over and asked if he'd like to sit on stage the next time they had a performance. Does this end with the dollop? Yeah. He said, yes. This is what this is. Hopefully Hobart. And he said, absolutely. The next day, he learned he was going to be, quote, exhibited as the huge Anglo-Australian giant. Jesus. So he declined the offer. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Once he heard the title. Uh, he was appointed by assistant to the storekeeper as the assistant to the storekeeper at the immigrant's home, and there he became friends with the family. Now, the husband went to uh, Sydney on a trip where he was killed. So William offered to marry the widow, because that's what you do. Well, sure. Now, how many times has he been married to widows at this point? He has it's, his, 20... it's his angle. I mean, that's yeah, what he's just after. just two. Oh, well, okay. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, the first one was not actually his wife. Yeah, it was yeah. the Aboriginal story. Um... They, but then he was widowed to her shortly after. So it's correct, yes. Double. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> they married in March 1840. Uh, she was super short. She couldn't even reach his arm when they were walking. Oh, man. Wait, what? That's, what? Yeah, I mean. Sorry. That, even you, we can reach. Sho- yeah. How? I think she was Unless really she was going for the arm that got shot off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't reach it. Honey, up. Maybe he had tiny arms. Yeah. Ah, that would be great. Oh, my God. Boy, so they're just like a match made in Guinness Book Heaven. <laughs> um, so what that... do you two talk about? Throwing a... 
That year, William came down with typhus. His wife nursed him back, but he never fully recovered. In 1850, he was was pensioned off his job at the female factory. uh, Where they made females. females, Yep. Um, He was to receive only 12 pounds a year after, uh, as his pension, he narrated his, life, his, narrated his life story to a journalist, which was published in 1852 as The Life and Adventures of William Buckley, 32 Years of Wander Amongst the Aborigines of the then unexplored country around Port Phillip, wow. now the province of Victoria. Wow. That's like... I think we've heard the book. <laughs> that inspiration of Don't Be a Menace in the Hood once more. <laughs> yeah. uh, in the book, it stated... Uh, Without William, the settlers at Port Phillip would have had great difficulties. It also claimed Sir Richard Bork had granted... Burke? Bjork. B-O-U-R-K-E is Burke? Burke. Yeah, just checking. Uh, like, like it also claimed Sir Richard Burke had granted William 200 acres of land, but he never got it. He was trying to shame the government so he wouldn't live his last days in poverty. And after the book came out, the Victoria government upped his pension to 40 pounds a year, which was still a tiny sum because the gold rush was on. Just before Christmas, 1855, William fell out of his carriage and lost the use of his limbs. Hey, all of them? Yeah, all of them. Uh, so he didn't, he didn't land well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the taller the tree, the bigger the fall. Yep. His wife was like, finally, we can talk. <laughs> Hello, William, it's me, your wife. I didn't know it was so cold down here. It's freezing. That's what I've been saying the whole time. I'm freezing. It's so breezy. It's very breezy, and it's very cold, and I've been very unhappy for our entire marriage. Good God. Tall men just don't listen. Uh, On the 18th of January, his case was, quote, diagnosed as hopeless. Who's the guy who comes over for that? Worst bedside manner ever. Yeah, just like the shit doctor? Well, you're hopeless. (laughs) What do I have? Hopelessness, it's over. You're done, you are. Do you like a dog? I lost a dad to hopelessness. (laughs) William Buckley died on January 31st. 31st, 1856, at the age of 76. Holy shit. Oh, it's pretty old for back then. And for that tall as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Giants Seriously. Giants usually live to around 30. Yeah. Yeah, because they got a lot more out of their... I got nothing. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Especially fighting giants. Yeah, sure. Um, is, that, is this the one with the book, where you got the book last minute? Or is that a no. Different one? Oh, no, it's a different one. This sounded like autobiographical. This was, he, yeah, a lot of this came from his book, um, and then there was Oh, so it could be all bullshit. It could be just him going, yeah, 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 and then at one point, we started beating our chest, and they gave me a dog. I know, crazy. They've never done it since. What did you say, William? Well, I said no. (laughs) I don't eat it. Yeah, so the stuff of him living out in in the wild, you have to believe his story. But most of the other stuff that happens in... Port Phillip, sort of that's that's just, backed by and it justifies well, it a little there's bit. There's no obviously. other story to corroborate or corroborate, as you would say. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Boy, that's crazy. For for yeah, it, it's not as um, 
I, when I got asked to do this, I was like, all right, it's going to be quite a journey with uh, some pretty dark stuff. Not as dark as I thought. You no, no, this yeah. one's not that bad. I mean, it's so a which guy... is why it's interesting that someone, we're going back to the start, who booed William Buckley. Remember at the start, I was like, oh, cool, maybe this is a really bad dude. But he's not that bad, is he? Let's no, that no, I think that he was uh, sort of trapped between worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what happens when you go to hell and you come back. You just get caught yeah. in between. But I think some people might see him as a bad guy. Some people might see him as a good guy. I think he's one of those guys. You know, I think he did stuff on both sides that yeah. would make people go, well, he was a fucking asshole. Like, like, well, like how I feel about Trump, you know? I think... Um... <laughs> yeah, it's mostly good stuff. But then you yeah. hear like... like I, I mean, we, like every other American, love the policy, yeah. but we're sick yeah, yeah, of the yeah, tweeting. Yeah. We're sick of the tweeting. Yeah, you know, but great. I mean, that's not that's not him. <laughs> I think he's great because I because I want to live when the fire comes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I want to come in the fire. Um, but no, he. I mean, he lived an interesting life. He, yeah, but it is also a story of colonialism. It is the story of colonialism. Those, well, expect yeah. those emails to come hot and fast once this comes. <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone will get mad about something. Just send it to Gary. Yep. Send it to Gary at Gmail. That's where we send all these things. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for coming out. We really appreciate it. Truly. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.